Thank you for uh, Pastor Brian uh, for introducing me, but I think that most of you know me, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so today's sermon title is Who is My Neighbor? or Who is Your Neighbor? And that's from the book of Luke, chapter 10, 25 to 37. Uh, let me ask uh, you a question. Do you know or did you know your neighbor or at least their neighbor? Or have you ever connected with them or connected with them often? Any help that you have given them or you were helped by them? Think about this. Uh, let, me, let me share a little bit about my neighbor. Um, so from the past winter, as you know, that there, there, was, there, were, uh, 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 there was quite a few storms, right? The winter snowstorm. And uh, the other day, when the, the, uh, the snow, just after the snowstorm, the, the, snow, the snow just came up to pretty high, right? To, to a meter, I would say a meter. And it took me like almost like two hours to two and a half hours to shovel my driveway. And it's pretty hard to shovel because after you shovel the driveway, and then the, the snowblower uh, truck came, and then they just built up another snow bar for you to shovel. So it's kind of hard. And then I, I saw my neighbor, and he saw me shovel hardly. And then he lent his snowblower to me so that I can shovel my driveway much easier. So he's kind of helping me to, uh, to take away some of the, the, the snow or, or, or difficulties that I encounter. And this summer, uh, probably two months ago, um, my neighbor, the other neighbor, uh, his wife just passed away suddenly. And he really, he doesn't, he's not a Christian, and he really have a lot of grief inside his heart. So um, he came to my house, and he knocked the door, uh, give me the flowers, because uh, his wife just passed away. And I have an opportunity to share with him, talk to him, hope that he can get comfort from God's Word. And we have a little bit chat, and... Uh, and I hope that I can help him to see God's kindness, God's love. So, to, I think that everyone has a neighbor. The question is, what kind of relationship do we have with our neighbors? Are we not connecting with them? Or we are actively helping and supporting each other as neighbor? Are we talking about someone who lived by you is your neighbor? Is it just those people living close by is your neighbor? Or what is the meaning of neighbor, you would think? So from the scripture that we read today from Luke chapter 10, we will learn about the teaching of Jesus on the true meaning of being a neighbor and how we can become good neighbor to others. So from the, uh, the verse uh, 25 to 30 to 29, the lawyer came to ask Jesus what he must... Oh, I forgot this one. 
the lawyer came to ask Jesus what he must do to have the eternal life, which means how are we able to receive eternal life? From verse 25, the intention of the lawyer in asking the question was to test Jesus, right? He wanted to test Jesus. The lawyer believed that he knew the Bible better than Jesus because he only see Jesus as a rabbi but not recognize him as a savior due to his arrogance. So when he asked the question, Jesus then guided the lawyer to reaffirm the teaching from the Bible, which are the two commandments that we're pretty familiar with, to love God and to love your neighbors or others as yourself. So from here, it's essential to note that Jesus didn't only ask the lawyer knew the commandments, but also emphasized the importance of putting them into action as the law prescribed. So from the verse 26, 28, uh, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. Do this and you will live. This is an action. But the response from the lawyer, what is his, his response? He was annoyed at what Jesus said as he looked down on the teaching of Jesus on the verse 29. Obviously, the lawyer displayed an arrogant and self-centered attitude. He believed he already knew everything from the Bible. He, he saw no values in Jesus' teachings. He considered himself blameless as he thought that he had kept all the rules of the law. He might have kept the law, but he didn't understand the true meaning of keeping the law behind. Instead, he asked Jesus who else he needed to care for, exhibiting a sense of superiority. His attitude was just like that of someone giving a dime to a weak. Obviously, he was lacking humility as demonstrated by Jesus. Indeed, we must not overlook certain minor details from the passage. Firstly, although the lawyer possessed ample knowledge, right? He, he's, a, he's a Bible teacher, maybe. But the question is whether he truly practiced that what he learned and believed from the law's teaching which is to love his neighbor as himself. The love refers to here is not a conditional love to others, but rather to love others with all our heart, our soul, our strength, and all our mind, as said from Matthew 22, verse 37 to 39. If we conditionally love someone or express our love, without putting into action, it will make us hypocrites. Secondly, even though when we help others, what kind of attitude do we hold? Do we help our neighbors just to prove our superiority? Or do we truly help our neighbor with compassion and mercy in our hearts? In fact, True kindness and assistance come from a place of 
genuine concern and empathy for others' well-being. So Jesus used the parable of the Good Samaritan to illustrate the true meaning of the neighbor and how we can demonstrate being a good neighbor to others. The man who fell into the hands of the robbers were likely a Jew. He suffered robbery and injury, but he received no assistance from the priest and Levite who passed by. Just pretend he doesn't see, they didn't see anyone getting hurt. Despite being seen as God's chosen people, the priest and Levite show no mercy to the one in need. However, it was the Samaritan who noticed the wounded man and was deeply moved with compassion. So that's indicated from verse 30 to 33. Sometimes we may come across some non-Christian who have greater love and kindness than Christians. Have you ever met those people? What does that mean to us? So the Samaritan not only had a heart of compassion, but also put it into action by helping the injured man, providing for his needs and caring for him until he was healed. So here, as we can see the contrast between the priest the Levite and the Samaritan regarding their response to someone in distress. While the religious figures fail to extend help, the Samaritan who belong to a group often looked down a point by the Jews, display true compassion and demonstrated the essence of being a good neighbor through his actions. So today, it also challenges us to reflect on the significance of genuine care and apathy to others. Again, questions are, how can we become a good neighbor to people outside our church? What can we offer? Enabling them to hear and witness the gospel of our Lord through our lives and actions. Jesus made it clear in his disciples that our neighbors are those who need in our help, our care, and our support, rather than helping others out of these self-righteousness or thinking that we are better than them. We do so because God is love, as indicated from the first uh, book of John, Chapter 4, 19, we love because God loved us. God first loved us. So Jesus taught us that people who need help and support becomes our neighbors. Indeed, we also become a true neighbor to them when we care for them with the selfless love of Jesus. This is where our compassion and mercy originate from. So from this passage, we can discern that love is not merely a form of knowledge, 
nor is it just limited to lip service. Rather, it is a tangible expression of our faith and beliefs as followers of Christ. Regardless of our ethnic backgrounds, our cultural identities, whether we are Jews, Samaritans, Ukrainians, Chinese, or any other nationalities, we are all Christians cherished by God. So if we claim to love God, then we should help and care for those who are in need as it tangibly expresses our love for him. As stated in the first book of John, chapter 420, he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who has not seen. This verse underscores the inseparable connection between loving God and loving our fellow human beings. As our actions towards others reflect our devotion to God. So let me share a little bit uh, 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 some pictures. Um, it is very thankful that, um, as you know, that uh, uh, we have a lot of Ukrainian refugees came to Canada since last year. And it was so thankful that some brothers, sisters from our church who engaged in helping and supporting the Ukrainian refugees, I mean in Toronto, demonstrating their compassion and mercy to others. So uh, from here, uh, last year we, we went to visit uh, the Ukrainian church in Toronto um, we joined their service, um, uh, joined their meal together with the Ukrainian refugees, and they really appreciate and they feel the love from us um, to share the love of Jesus Christ. Uh, and we celebrate uh, some of the refugees at uh, their birthday. Um, they're really being touched by the love of Jesus. And then I spent uh, a day t- um, to go um, join their outing uh, to a park in Toronto and talk to uh, the refugees, um, talk to the newcomers, um, hear their little story um, and how they come to, um, uh, came to Canada, that type of things, which is a very good communication and showing our love to them. And then we have another, uh, another uh, I w- was being invited to, uh, uh, to go to, uh, to join their, um, their National Day celebration. And, uh, and as you can see, some women uh, just arrived in Canada, and they, sh- they are not Christians, okay? But they share uh, a testimony about how they escaped from Ukraine and how they came to Canada and how the Ukrainian church and brothers and sisters love them. So they experience the love from Jesus, and they want to share the testimony. And then we have another uh, Sunday worship during the Christmas time, um, um, sharing the love. And the first time we went there, we have 13, 13 brothers and sisters join us 
to visit them. And the second time, which is um, uh, the Christmas time, uh, uh, we have more brothers and sisters uh, to join them. And then the third time we went there, uh, we have 36 brothers and sisters join us to, uh, to visit uh, the, the Ukrainians. So we given out some gift to the children, and they really appreciate, and they really feel and experience the love. And then we have, uh, yeah, we're giving out some gift uh, to the children and newcomers. And then we have, uh, we collected uh, the clothes, as you remember, that we collected clothes and, and some gift card, and then we've given out to them. Uh, they, have, uh, uh, they, they have some booth, uh, have some barbecue, uh, sharing food and clothes and other stuff uh, to them. And some of them accepted Jesus since we're showing our love to them. And then uh, for this church, Ukrainian church, they only, originally they have only 13, uh, 30 to 40 people, uh, members. But now, as you can see, there is more than 100. Or even now, it's about like this picture, it's from last year, um, early this year. And I think that right now it's about like uh, 100 to 200 uh, people joining this church. So we can see God's hand on the Ukrainian. And I encourage brothers and sisters to pay attention to anyone surrounding you. Show your love and your care because Jesus loved us and Jesus loved them. So some Christians today confine their love only to church or their families or their homes. They often prioritize their own needs whereas remain indifferent and showing little mercy to those suffering in the world with profound spiritual and physical needs. To them, it may be just a topic of chatting after dinner. They don't put it as in action. But Jesus called us to be neighbor to others, showing love and compassion to those in need as we do for ourselves. It is only by embracing this call that we can truly experience the love of the Lord and become his genuine disciples. May the, Lord, may the love of our Lord fill this church as well as in our hearts so that we can follow his teachings and his name will be glorified. So uh, we're going to have, uh, let's pray first. <laughs> let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for uh, this morning. Thank you for your message. Thank you for your love. And thank you for letting us to become your disciple. May you guide us to know how to love others and to become the neighbor of others. We thank you, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Okay, so uh, we're going to have uh, a com um, the communion, the Holy Communion here. The Holy Communion is set up by our Lord. 
and to be obeyed by those who are in him. When we take the communion, we are remembering Jesus' sacrifice for us by dying on the cross. However, we, with his risen from death, God's salvation has been achieved, and it comes to those who believe or accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. For those who have not